Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Before we kick off today's show with director-producer Adam Schomer, who's just called in, I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa. I know Hanukkah is in the rearview mirror, but hope everyone has a happy holiday and wishing everyone peace, love, health, and a safe time this holiday season. If you want to find out about being a guest on my show in the coming year, just send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, that's J-A-N-E-A-N-E at K-U-C-I. Dot org. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Adam Schomer. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling in. I know you're about to start your uh, holiday quest, and uh, yeah. I hope you enjoy with your family. So I appreciate you taking the time. I mentioned I first heard about you because of the Heal documentary. And um, before we get into that, how did you get into filmmaking? Well, how did I get into filmmaking? Um, you know, I had an engineering job at one point. Uh, I coached soccer at one point, but I, wow. it was the engineering job where I was really bored, to be honest, Janine. And I, <laughs> and I, just, and I, I decided to start yeah. to do it. Yeah, I was, I was like, all right. I, you know, I started writing comedy at my job, and so I decided to do stand-up comedy in the evening. Oh. And, and it really scared me, and it was um, challenging. And from there, I went into improv comedy and did that. And this was in the Detroit area. Uh-huh. Uh, studied with Second City for a few years, and just kept writing and learning how to write, and um, and eventually that turned into to documentary. About ten years ago, I did my first documentary. Amazing. And, and just stayed, once I get, you know, I fell in love with documentary uh, once I started doing it. So. so, Adam, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out, and it sounds like while you're <laughs> in that stale engineering job, <laughs> you're like, oh man, this is not going to be it for me. Correct. Yeah, I think I knew that uh, while in college, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, but I kind of had to had to try right. working a real job just to kind of get it out of my system. I yeah. think I think it's really cool. You did something so scary like stand up because it does take a lot of nerve, but it's it's exciting to challenge yourself. Absolutely. Uh, I, I you know I really like the the challenge. I like scary. Um, my first film was Motorcycles Do the Himalayas with. My guru and I had never ridden a motorcycle in my life. We went over the high, highest road in the world. Wow! Uh, yeah, and so you know, after that movie, to be honest, like okay, I think I can make do anything because um, yeah. it was not only a really difficult film to make, but um, we were you know it was life and death every day. Um, wow! And so I, I tend toward you know things that have a storyline, documentaries that are a little more narrative based, that have mm-hmm. a storyline, that have stakes, that yes. doesn't have a biopic. Um, and that's where, you know, Heal actually really has that. I mean, there's nothing more um, important to people when it, than, than their health. Right. And it becomes life and death, and it's, it's a crazy journey. It becomes the most important journey of someone's life, and uh, especially when you don't know what's, what's wrong. You know, that can be very, very difficult for people. Now, you have a lot of um, scientists and spiritual teachers in the film? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And how did that all come about, this whole thing? Yeah, so... Yeah, so Kelly Newman is the director, and it was her baby. She had been brewing on it for a long time, and then, you know, through friends of friends, knew that I I did um, conscious films, conscious documentary, mm-hmm. and she brought me in to help her make it. Um, it was her first documentary as a director, and wanted someone to experience alongside her on the production side, um, and we made a great team. And um, of course, I said yes because it's really, I mean, super to- topic, super intention. Her real intention was impact. Beginning and that mm-hmm. was important to me. And you know, you mentioned names like 
Deepak Chopra and Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden and Marianne Williamson. And like, these are some of, uh, you know, Deepak Chopra I read when I was 15. So I said, this is a dream. Amazing. I'll do it. Yeah. Was it hard to get people to sign on to this or become, did it become a domino effect once you had a few, like, obviously, Deepak Chopra? Yeah, um, it wasn't so much domino, uh, to be honest, it wasn't like, oh, they're in, I'm in, it was, um, and it wasn't too, too hard. Kelly had met some people by going to their seminars and, and meeting them in person, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you can see some of the intention, and we were a funded film, I, you know, I had a background in film, we, you know, the summary of the treatment that we wrote was quite good, and I think people understood that it would be a bit different and not so... Not so maybe woo-woo or new agey as some of the other ones that are out there. That's not to downplay those films. But we wanted to, um, we set out that we would do a very scientific and kind of even approach to it and follow people in the journey and, and you know, and, and not say this is the answer, but open up the, the space to say there's some other aspects of healing that we need to really include when we're sick or in, and when we're healthy and when we're in the healthcare system. So, without giving too much away, do you want to touch on the film a little bit more? Sure. Okay. Yeah, there's no real, you know, spoiler alert, I don't think, because the film will take you on a journey no matter what. Um, okay. But he, during the film, we follow two people. Um, well, Kelly guides us through the film, and then we follow one lady who's dealing with cancer and another lady who's dealing with a kind of unknown mystery illness, skin disease that keeps popping up. And um, along the way, we're we're weaving in these experts and building this case for how stress, how emotions, how the way we think and perceive the world really does affect our body, which I think oh, yes. most, of us, most of us agree with and know, but uh, a lot of people might even know it or, you know, suspect it, but when it comes to their health care, don't approach their health care that way. You know, there's an incongruence in that way where we know it, but, okay, I'm just going to go get a medicine or I'll believe right. my doctor. Exactly, yeah. Um, and so we really build the case for you know, how important emotions can be, how important just the way you see the world, if if it's, if you're perceiving threat all the time, you're not really giving your body a chance to heal. Uh, just that basic thing of if you're in fight or flight in some way, you're not in that parasympathetic mode where your body can do what it's made to do. So we really, you know, take it from the beginning and build the case and then start to extrapolate on that and get into the quantum physics and the power of prayer and, you know, um, you know, what about children? It can't be all their thoughts, but how do they come into this world? We, you know, we ask questions that don't necessarily have perfect answers either. Yes. I, yeah. think, I think it's a really important film because I'm not one to jump and go take a pill if something's wrong. I want to get, I want to det- I'm, I'm a detective and I want to get to the root yeah. cause of what's going on. And I can yeah. feel such a difference when I take care of myself. Yeah, and you know, you might get a message from it too. You might learn something about where your life's at and have a, an ancillary benefit. Not just get healthy, but you're like, you know what? I need to maybe just start dating one person instead of twelve. You know? <laughs> yeah, I would think that would be much better. <laughs> <laughs> not that uh, not that twelve has ever been my issue, but um, <laughs> where can people find out more about this film? Uh, heal. I guess the best starting point would be healdocumentary.com. dot com. Uh, that way you can see the trailer, you can see who's in it, you can see all the ways you can buy and rent it, be it iTunes, Amazon, Vimeo, uh, where you can buy or download it. So okay. heal documentary, yeah. What was the film One Little Pill about? Uh, this is interesting in that it's about, in essence, alcoholism and a new um, cure or method 
for, I wouldn't say cure, method for treating alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first glance, it might you might say, well, it, it falls a little out of my right guy for, um, because it's not really the spiritual approach, it's actually more the science approach. And what I, what I really like about this film is that it lays out this method that is very scientific and it lays out kind of the brain chemistry and the conditioning that goes on, the Pavlovian Pavlovian conditioning that happens with alcoholism that creates this addiction and, and a way to combat that. Um, wow. to, to help people in their process. So it shows how you can, uh, in essence, you know, no spoiler alert, again, we want people to know about this, the Sinclair method, how you can use this pill called naltrexone, you take a pill an hour before you drink, doesn't make you sick, it doesn't create negative reinforcement, it just blocks the, um, the opiate receptors, so the endorphins don't get received. Okay. These endorphins that you would get, let's say, eating cheese or taking a drink, and it doesn't get received, so you start to deconnect um, and decondition. Condition. So, for example, if you keep ringing a bell, you know, the dog no longer associates the bell with the food, that, mm-hmm. that classic experiment. It's like that. You take a drink, but you're not getting the endorphins. Um, so on the given night, we saw people that were normally binge drinkers take a pill and have a glass or two uh, of alcohol, wine, or whatever, instead of binge for two days. You know, we, we watch a guy do this on his own, on his own little handicap. That's one of the stories we follow. Uh, so there's that, you know, short-term effect. And the long-term effect, as you do it over months, is is that the, the conditioning goes away, you're less clawing. It's, it's not saying, hey, we've gone in and looked at any of the emotional and spiritual issues behind them. We've given you a leg up, you know, where you're not craving so much. Right. So... Uh, the last thing I want to say about it is that, to me, having you know done the film, and again, Claudia Christian brought me in. She she used the method to save her life. She was on the show Battle on Five. Um, it mm-hmm. saved her life, and it, to me, it seems like a, a solution for people that know they want to get better. Yes, and are, are just really having a tough time. If people know aren't ready to get better, it's not going to work because they won't take the pill. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's really amazing. Um, by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're speaking with director-producer Adam Schomer. It's amazing how here you went from engineer to doing these incredibly meaningful films. How does that feel? It was amazing. It was really amazing. Um, yeah, I never had the kind of intuition as a kid, like, I want to be a filmmaker. Uh, I just um, followed my heart in a few key moments in my life, and I'm very proud that I had the tools to do that. And it feels great to actually you know, build a career and, and work on something that is going to help people. Because we do, with Heal, we get feedback all the time. It's like, this is amazing. It's helping me with one little pill. I've had friends, you know, call me up and say, I need to see a film. And, yeah, it feels, it feels amazing, to be honest. It's great. And you're not you're not producing fluff. You're going after different uh, films that have a <laughs> tremendous meaning. Yeah, I don't know if I can produce fluff. I, I don't, don't know if it's so. in my... <laughs> in the universe, you know, not to talk too noisy, but doesn't really hand me these projects. It just mm-hmm. doesn't. Uh, I don't get fluffy stuff. The last one we sh- I shot was in March. Uh, Deborah Anderson directed this movie. She um, brought me in to help her produce it. It's about called Women in the White Buffalo, and that's about the sexual abuse and trafficking that happens in the Native American culture. Um, not, I shouldn't say the culture in the Native American world currently. Yes. yes. Uh, and um, and and how in kind of a genocide that's happened for hundreds and hundreds of years. So some of these topics 
Powerful. Honestly, I wasn't looking for it. It just right. came to me, and I couldn't say no. And then I end up learning a lot about it, and um, you know, get upset at my country, or have, in the case of alcoholism, have a lot more compassion for alcoholism and people that are dealing with it. So it, it's, I, I think the films have helped me be a better person. Yeah, it sounds like. And what yeah. about the road to Dharma? What's that about? That's my baby. That is. <clears throat> that's that's uh, to me so super cool. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I don't want to make sure. Some, okay, okay. The, the traffic person was going to give me a ticket. But not, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm sitting in my car in Santa Monica, so you never oh, know no. what can happen. Uh, it's like a quiet place with good reception. Anyway, um, so Roger Dharma is a, a follow-up really to my first film, The Highest Pass. So we went back on motorcycles with the same guru, this guru, I think I forgot to mention, had a prophecy he would die in his late 20s in an accident. That was part of the first film. He, you know, he survives that, and so we come back and we say, let's do, um, let's do a more in-depth series, mm-hmm. you know, like what a reality show should be. It should be real, with real people and real stakes. You know, sure. the monsoons lasted way longer than normal. The roads are washed out, and here we are going to these four very sacred sites about all in search of freedom with very real people, people on the verge of divorce, a 75-year-old man, a woman that's just learning to, to ride motorcycles, but people that are sincerely want, want freedom on the inside of their, uh, of their being, you know, and yes. um, it's, it's really interesting because you have a good outer adventure to watch to these beautiful peaks and the, the adventure of motorcycling and high-altitude hiking, and then it gets really deep into the wisdom um, of freedom, which I think is something we all, especially in America, can relate to. Freedom is something we all really desire. Definitely. Yeah. Um, by the way, since you are um, new to, well, a while ago you were new to riding a motorcycle, do you ever get scared? Yes. You do? Yeah. <laughs> sure, because you're, you're just on those two wheels. That's it. Yeah. It, I think, um, you know, it's a fallacy to think that, um, once you conquer fear, that's it. It's just a question of if you get fear to be o- be okay with it. Yeah. Um, and as my guru said, just have more love than fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, uh, you can have a little more than, than great. We were just riding in June. I didn't film it, but we went on another big trip in the Himalayas. And, you know, we were at night again, riding in the rain at night <gasps> in India, in the foothills, and I tell you. What? <laughs> and, and in the road to Dharma, you'll see in episode two, at the end of episode two, we're, we're caught in the thunderstorms and rain. It'll be out in 2019. Okay. Uh, it's, it's super treacherous. There's no street lights. The roads are terrible. So you don't know what's under the water. Uh, the, the lights coming at you are blinding. And I've been through it now. Here I was again in June going in. I was like, my guru, God Whoa. damn it. You know, why is he going so fast? You know, like the anger. It's less fear than anger. Like, I'm going to get killed again. Exactly. Uh, and then 20 minutes later, somehow it's gone, and you're, you know, going 80 kilometers an hour as fast as can be in and out of traffic, and it just becomes normal. I, I feel uh, like that, excuse me, I feel like that fear comes in and out of your life to teach you something. Yeah, I suppose it does. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just, in, the, in the moment, I'm not sure like, there's enough time no, to figure I know. it out. <laughs> of course not. You're, you're like, yeah, right, sure. But after the fact, you're like, wait a minute. Um, what yeah. else would people would you like people to know about you, and where can they find out more about you? You know, uh, my website for my production company is living2i.com. So the word living, and then the letter I, number two, letter I. So our company is I2I Productions, livingi2i.com, and it shows all the films, all the links to where you can 
um, rent them and watch them. And we got a couple more projects coming up. One that I'm really excited about called The Future Ones, about four awakened children um, from four parts of the earth, Bhutan, Peru, and uh, Namibia, and also um, the Native Americans and Lakota, so I'm going back there. Amazing. Uh, these four awakened kids coming together um, to give us a message for humanity. Specifically, these are indigenous kids that you know have some of the original teachings of how we need to relate to the earth and each other and, mm-hmm. and our spirits. Um, that's a really cool film. In terms of about me, I mean, I, I don't know what, what you want to know about me other than just I try to be a more compassionate person every day. And I really hope that we all, you know, all these teachings, all these religions, if you will, I think are, are geared toward making us better, compassionate human beings so we can treat each other better. Yes. And, um, and so I, I aspire to do the same. And I hope that uh, the, the movies help us, you know, create that or remind us of that narrative and in general I hope the stories we tell unshackle us that's really my my big goal here is that the films and the stories and narratives we keep conditioning ourselves with unshackle us instead of shackle us with more ideas of uh, more false narratives you know of of getting the girl or getting the money or you know these kind of things that I think keep us a little bit shackled into um, what happiness is supposed to be you know yes definitely well, yeah. thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate you hanging out in your car in Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't get uh, a ticket. <laughs> yeah, get the funk out, you know. You are. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Well, especially with all this meaningful work you're doing, absolutely. And happy New Year, happy holidays, and thanks again. Thanks for your show. This is amazing. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Talk to you soon, Adam. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Okay, that was Adam Schomer calling in direct from his car in Santa Monica. He's a director producer, and uh, his company is Eye2Eye Productions. All his info is on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And uh, I'm going to play an interview I did with Adrian Finkel. We're going to talk about the Naked Truth Project. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.